I am Linda. And I'm Sarah. I'm a boomer mom. I'm a millennial daughter. And we're here to talk about relationships. All kinds of relationships. So without further ado, let's, let's get, get relational. relational. Hi, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Relational. Today we are talking about coping mechanisms. We all have them. Some yes. of them are healthier than others. The important thing, number one, is to know what yours are. Mm -hmm. And coping mechanisms are our responses to stressful situations. So what are some stressful situations you've had in your life this year? Well, not 2021, but in this last year, 2020. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, with the, with the pandemic going on, like we've both experienced some like just sort of just stress over pretty much everything of like, you know, of the pandemic, of getting COVID, um, being careful of what we're doing, who we're, who, uh, you know, we are spending any time with, um, uh, you know, part of, uh, my stress was also coming from of, um, you know, in finding the time to cope with all of the the terror i guess um and also making sure i still had like time for friends and you know connecting with people uh you know there's just like a low level of anxiety that's constant so um that's kind of what i feel with like everyone that um i talk to is that there's just low level of anxiety um and so it's finding ways to to work around that so i'm i feel like i've done better in the last 20 something days <laughs> of this year. <laughs> well, um, and we both did better in the last quarter of last year. Uh, but, yeah. but there was a time during that that was extremely stressful. And it's not the only stress we've ever had in our lives. You know, we've gone through uh, relationship breakups. We've gone through um, not really knowing what we wanted to do next with our careers. We've gone through uh, conflict with friends. Yeah, We've gone so through. Much has changed. Well, and these are just year. general kinds of things too. And so I'm talking about the pandemic, but also just other stuff. You know, we yeah. we go through those things anyway. And the pandemic is uh, for those of us who are in areas where we're being shut down and 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 isolated. Um, there, everything's accentuated and amplified. Yeah. And I, I think that's the part that you know why we sometimes refer about the pandemic because. All the normal stuff was hard anyway. So going through a breakup, going through a change in family situation, going through a change in career, all of those things are hard enough as they are, mm -hmm. but you just amplify it when you get to dealing with a pandemic. Pand yeah, because, you know, there are going to be fewer options and the options that may be available are things that you may not want to do. Um, because of the pandemic so there's there's just different ways you're thinking about things that you normally you wouldn't normally be considering or thinking about if we weren't in a pandemic right right so whenever you think about stressful situations in your life I want you to just take a minute and think about what those are so is it that you have to deal with a family member that you don't enjoy is it a co-worker is it a boss what are the stressful situations in your life? And then what are you doing to respond to those? How do you manage those kinds of, of things? Because for most of us, we can't just have our big, out of control, crazy reaction that we might be feeling inside. You know, what, what is it that you're doing uh, to deal with whatever those big feelings are? So think about it as, what are the things that cause you big feelings? Yes. 
Because big feelings often equal big stress. Indeed. <laughs> and so a coping mechanism can help you feel safe. It can help you feel in control. It can help you feel protected. You know, what are the things that that you're craving when you're feeling those kind of out of control feelings and feeling like, you know, you need to engage in one of your favorite coping mechanisms? And, and those coping mechanisms could be, you know, going off by yourself. Like you need some alone time. Maybe you want to go watch a, a movie that you've seen 30 bajillion times. You can recite every single line of, you know, <laughs> like going to go read a book, um, painting, drawing, whatever it is that sort of helps you settle those feelings and can sometimes help you process them. Um, so what are, what are the things that you're doing now? However, you know, sometimes coping mechanisms, blah, 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 coping mechanisms can also lead to burying those feelings. So what are also the things that you're doing to distract yourself from the feelings that you're having? Is it, are you, do you shut down? Um, you know, maybe you do go still watch the TV, the, the, the movie that you've seen 30 bajillion times, but it's because you're, you get so focused in it and you don't have to think about anything else that, you know, you're ignoring what's going on inside of you. So there, there's a couple of things, two different ways you can approach coping mechanisms. So. Well, and, and you're always at a choice point. So you can choose the one that you've deemed now a little bit unhealthy. Uh, you can choose the, the one that isn't one you want to be using all the time, but do it from a, a sense of choice point and a sense of personal responsibility and setting whatever boundary you want to have with yourself and with other mm -hmm. people in your life. You know, what is it you're choosing to do to react to this moment? I, I was just reflecting when you were talking about, you know, the movie you've watched 30 bazillion times. I don't think in ever in my life, um, in the time we've been online, have I seen so many people asking other people for their favorite shows on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or whatever, ever. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen so many people burying their um, uh, stress in binging a, 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 a new show. And so that can be healthy or unhealthy. It depends on you. Mm -hmm. um, I have days when I, I just I just need that kind of shutdown and I need to have something that is creating some other talk in my life. Um, and other people, that isn't very healthy for them. That really isolates them more and it makes them feel worse. So you got to look at the healthy and unhealthy mechanisms from the perspective of what feels good for you in the moment and what feels good later. So, you know, drinking that six pack of beer or bottle of wine might feel really great in the moment uh, for those of you who found your drinking elevated during this time. Um, but how do you feel afterwards? Are you feeling okay when you sleep? Are you feeling okay the next morning and you wake up? If you are binging ice cream, if you are binging carbs, like how often have people been talking about their new found, um, uh, expertise in baking. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the beginning, you know, Sarah was baking, but pretty quickly we couldn't find flour or yeast or, or those well, kinds of things. It's just all gone. Right. Everyone was like, oh no! <laughs> Must bake. Must, Must bake. bake. Baking will make me feel better. Yeah, having consuming all of all of the the carby products will right. make my soul feel good. We have and not to say that, you know, soul still doesn't feel good when you eat the carby products, because I know mine does, but you right. know, it was just Everything was gone. Well, and it's funny because our new favorite pizza restaurant in our town really is our favorite pizza restaurant maybe ever. Um, opened five days before the shutdown happened in our area. 
So no more in-person dining. I think they had a minute where they were allowed to have outdoor dining, but you know, they just opened, but it, it really shows you how much people were craving that kind of comfort food. They didn't miss a beat. They have just been super successful. They changed their business model. So their coping mechanism was to provide us with things that we love um, and things that make us feel good. And, and, and so for a lot of us, we did some of those kinds of things, which in other times of our lives, we would say are probably not the healthiest choices, mm-hmm. pizza, bread, those kinds of things. And so um, in the moment they were okay, um, but for what, how it made us feel later, you know, for a lot of us, when we eat too much of certain foods, we feel lethargic. Mm-hmm. We don't feel like our brain is uh, firing with all the, the uh, neurons. We don't feel like uh, we've got the same kind of energy, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. and it affects sleep, you know, alcohol, caffeine, all of those things that affect our anxiety and our sleep. And so really looking at the kinds of mechanisms you're using to cope and decide which ones are better for you now. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the, the thing we're really looking at during this um, recovery from quarantine and, and hopefully during this year we'll see some significant changes uh, all around the world. And so we can start to feel like we're able to make more of those healthy choices, more of those healthy kind of coping mechanisms. So what I started doing is started adding in some healthier ones. So I started walking and for a while we weren't allowed to go to our parks. We could only walk in the neighborhoods. Um, I found a friend that had a vineyard behind her house. We got permission. We walked in the vineyard, you know, uh, and, and not everybody had these options, but it's what worked for me. Um, and so then, uh, I ended up getting an exercise bike and I, I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And I finally, I just did it. And it was one of the best things I could have done because we ended up with, um, uh, being indoors because smoke. We ended up being mm-hmm. indoors because of COVID quarantine. And so it was really helpful to feel like I had some outlet for that. And so I found all the most positive, um, loving instructors I could find. I, I, I was not motivated by the ones who were like yelling at me to do better. and You can do this. Work harder. I wasn't motivated by that at all. I was motivated by the ones who were loving me mm-hmm. into um, being more uh, caring for myself. And there's a, a phrase that one of them uses is, you know, feel other people's hands on your back, put your hands on other people's back, you know, show people you're there to support them. That's what motivated me. That became a healthy mechanism for me and not to overdo it. I, I, I've seen some people like spending four hours a day and for them that may be healthy for me, that would not be healthy. It wouldn't feel good in my body. And I would feel like there was a lot of other things I was missing out on in my life. But for me, the exercise part became much more of a healthy mechanism. Um, and I realized during the smoke periods that I was spending way too much time indoors because I was, uh, I was not able to be outside because the breathing was too hard for me, but I realized how much I miss nature. Mm -hmm. And so after I got into this habit of doing most of my exercise on, on my bike, I realized I had to get it back outside again. And I was just talking to a friend the other day who's in a uh, winter environment. And she was saying that she has to go out, even if it's for a 15 minute walk, even though it's cold out just so she's out in nature a little bit more because that's incredibly grounding for most of us. And so I started mixing in um, that. We started playing pickleball with each other and then with friends. And um, super easy, super inexpensive sport to get into. Um, And it's not, uh, they don't have courts everywhere, but there are things you can do to kind of change a a tennis court into a pickleball court temporarily. Um, So that's some of the ways that we started looking at you know, the way we, ways we were isolating, um, the ways we were using food or drink, um, the ways we were um, 
just kind of withdrawing in a lot of ways, I think. Beca that yeah. became our unhealthy mechanisms. And then we started adding in some other things that felt healthier uh, because we knew we were always at choice point. And that's the part that I just, I can't emphasize enough is that you are always at choice point. And there are days I choose the unhealthy thing. I choose to, um, I had a day last week when I was feeling really sad about somebody and I could have made a different choice. I was totally at a, a position where I could have, but I um, had some pizza, some beer and some ice cream. Those were all my guilty pleasure kinds of things. And I felt fine about doing that. Mm -hmm. I don't do it every day. And it just felt good to like, just let go of some of the, those feelings. Uh, and most days, these days, I allow myself to have all of that flow. And sometimes you just need a break from the feelings flowing and to yeah. do it in as safe a way as possible is, is what I'm saying is like to make bagels or to make bread. Yeah. That's my plan this weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but for a while you were baking bread, bread products and carby things like every single day. And now you've mixed in a lot of other things for yeah. your coping mechanisms. And it, and it was just, and the most important thing to remember, it's going to be different for every single one of you of what's going to feel good. You, you, you know, eating a lot of bread might be good one week and the next you're like, no, I'll move on to something else. You know, it's just, it's going to be different for each and every one of you. It could be, you're listening to a lot of very, I don't know, gloomy music. That's broody music. That's this me. is one broody music. A lot of broody music. Yes. That's my, my thing. Um, my jam, uh, <laughs> but you know, and for a while, and then you move on to something that's maybe a little lighter, which happened to me. So, but I still dive into the broody because that's still my jam. Um, but it, it's just going to be different for each one of you. So consider what makes you feel the bestest, you know, what makes you feel the most good. And then, you know, kind of create a little ranking chart of like, you know, what doesn't make you feel as good later on. Um, and then, you know, see what's working for you because we all have bad weeks. We have bad days. <laughs> Um, some of you might be having a really bad month or a really bad, or really bad months. Um, so it's like, do what you need to do to take care of yourself and like do what you need to do to feel good when you can. Um, and it's, but it's just, it's going to be different. It's going to change. Well, and bring it all to a conscious level. Yeah. So I think what happens is we have these coping mechanisms that are pretty unconscious. Um, you know, it, it turns out to be four o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, Oh, time for a drink. Um, it, uh, I'm, I'm feeling sad. I'm going to get a bowl of ice cream. Um, you know, those kinds of things, but make it conscious. Yeah. So choose that. Um, so I, I had thought about, um, that day about having the beer, pizza and ice cream. That's kind of my three ideal kinds of things. Um, and I, I realized I could have made a different choice, uh, and, and planned it in advance. And I knew that. I'm very conscious about those kinds of things. But what I decided to do was uh, for, I, I'm, and I'm not doing this very often anymore. I've decided to, I wanted to give into that and that I was going to do it in a conscious way. And it was so much more empowering than doing it unconsciously. And so whether you're going to eat a bowl of cereal that you don't usually eat, or you're going to eat a bowl and a half of ice cream, which you don't usually eat, um, do it consciously. And yeah. just just choose that that behavior. It feels so much more empowering. So you know when I'm unconscious about my behaviors, when I'm unconscious about my coping mechanisms, it doesn't feel as good. I feel like I'm I'm uh, operating on this like autopilot. Exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. It's like you're just you're on autopilot. You're doing what 
you know, you probably think would feel good, that would probably help you feel a little bit better, but you're not entirely aware of what would feel good. I think that's the key difference yeah. there. You're not entirely sure what will make you feel good and what will make you feel better. So you go with the best thing that you can come up with, um, like what's available to you in your immediate vicinity. Uh, for early in the pandemic, it was a lot of cereal for me. I was eating a lot of cereal and I'm not really a breakfast person anymore and I don't really eat a lot of cereal but like man I was like give me some fruity pebbles I need that um so <laughs> like I was thinking a lot of ice cream those are those are my sugary delights that I go towards but um I just got to a point where I was like I don't need that anymore like I don't need to do that because it, it tastes really good you know in the moment because it was sweet and sugary and like raised my spirits for a little bit but there was other things that i could do that would actually help me over time in in a larger scale than just eating a bowl of fruity pebbles you know for dinner or dessert <laughs> midway between breakfast and lunch midway between lunch and dinner whatever yeah, it was there a couple of days in there i think i had like three bowls like in one day so i was like give me some fruity pebbles but I digress. <laughs> and I think the shock of certain things, so the shock of, of uh, the pandemic, the shock of a loss of a friend, the loss of a parent, um, there's been so much loss this year. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's different because we're not able to gather together the way we usually do. And gathering together online is great in a lot of ways, but it's not the same. It's not the same as being in, with your community and hugging each other and, and being able to have that physical touch for that so many of us need. And so to consciously start choosing what those coping mechanisms are going to be to say, okay, when I have had a stressful day at work, I'm not coming home and hitting a bottle. First thing I'm not coming home and opening that ice cream carton. Um, I'm going to have, here's my list of the things that make me feel good. Um, I, during a particularly stressful period of, of my life, I used to have a post-it note uh, up for myself of things that make me feel good. And they were funny things like, going to a home improvement store and walking through the aisles. I owned a house at the time and, and it was really fun um, to do projects and it was very comforting for some reason, I don't know. Um, having a full tank of gas, taking a shower. You know, there were easy things that didn't cost me a lot of money. I didn't have to buy anything at the home improvement store and I wasn't one of those people that couldn't go to a store and not buy stuff. Um, certain uh, small chain grocery stores, like local stores that just have a really positive vibe. Uh, I, I just identified the things that made me feel good that could be better choices than some of the other choices that I could be making. And I, I think that's the part that, you know, as you look at your coping mechanisms now, become very conscious of what you are unconsciously choosing to cope with. Identify the things that are the things that are your coping mechanisms. We don't even always know what they are. Yeah, we, we don't. And there's some that are also um, very, uh, self-damaging as well there there are plenty of coping mechanisms out that are self-damaging when you're so unable to process uh your own feelings that you um you know you can resort to self-harm uh eating disorders controlling that kind of thing uh, a lot of drinking excessive drinking um there's a lot of ways that we try to drown ourselves in either pain um, or other other things like trying to numb it's it's trying to numb the feelings that we're having because we don't want to deal with it or we don't know how to process it so there's also being very aware and seeking help when you are when you are react, reacting to things in that way um, 
that it's it's very important that you may not want help right now but that's not something that you can sustain for forever so yeah i i realized at the start of the pandemic that every coping mechanism i had that was super healthy and and super good for me was taken away and so um i i love doing breath work but i like doing it in person so I, i've done it online with uh, my teachers but um for me breath work with someone else face to face in a room was way more empowering there's some water work that I've done and massage. You know, those things were all things that were super helpful for me to process feelings and move them through my body. And uh, it was all gone within uh, a, a couple of weeks. And all the lockdown happened. Most of that stuff is not coming back for anytime soon this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, for me, I had to really spend a lot of time figuring out what those things are going to be. So I would encourage you to really look at, make a list of the stressful situations in your life that have happened so you get kind of some context what stressful situations might be coming up are you contemplating a move or a job change uh, something happening in your family um, you know what are the things that uh, are the small things and the big things that you use for coping and then um, identify the healthy behaviors that you're using to cope and the unhealthy behaviors you're using to cope and decide how often you can choose the unhealthy ones because there's certain unhealthy ones maybe you want to give up entirely so you will know what those are and so look at those uh, but really having that list of things that are better to choose from i would much rather see people drowning in um, a, a, a tv show binge than over drinking or overeating sugar and um, that, that is uh, it's a little hypnotic it's not the best thing for you but choose the level of unhealthy that you want for yourself um, in those times when you cannot choose that healthiest option. Lots of us know what we should eat all the time. We know we should have, you know, lots of leafy dark greens and we know we should eat more vegetables and, and uh, we know we should eat in season and organic, but a lot of us don't do that. And so it's like ranking what the things are that you're going to allow yourself to indulge in. Any more? I think that pretty much sums it up. I think we are complete for today. Yes. And until the next time, we love you. Mm -hmm. Mwah.